Hey, this is Al Petrari from the Trans-Siberian Orchestra, and you're with my buddy John over at Iron City Rocks. See you guys soon. This is Derek Whelan, keyboard player with the Trans-Siberian Orchestra, and you're listening to Iron City Rocks. Hey, this is Red Beach from Whitesnake, and you're listening to Iron City Rocks. episode 424 of the Iron City Rocks podcast. I'm your host, John, coming to you from the Iron City of Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, bringing you the best rock, hard rock, heavy metal, and blues talk on the net. In episode 424, we are joined. Um, I honestly have lost track of how many times uh, this man has joined us. Uh, always a pleasure to talk to him, Mr. Joel Hoekstra. Joel, obviously a member of Whitesnake, one half of the twin guitar attack with Red Beach. They've got a fantastic album, My Flesh and Blood, that came out earlier in, uh, I believe it was May of 2019. Uh, really, really strong album. Uh, also currently on the road with Cher. Uh, kind of an enviable task. Uh, many, of us, many of us of a certain age would be uh, pretty cool to be uh, Cher's guitarist, and he gets to do a very uh, kind of extended solo in that show, uh, so it's really cool for him. And also, they're going to be uh, going to the woodshed here uh, any day now, with the Trans-Siberian Orchestra to get ready for the 2019, uh, the bombastic tour that is the Trans-Siberian Orchestra. So we sat down with Joel uh, about a, uh, sometime in September as you know he was kind of getting ready to go on the road to talk about primarily how, how you prepare yourself for the Trans-Siberian Orchestra tour. It's a very st- uh, stressful tour. I, I would have to imagine there's a many, many days, including Pittsburgh, uh, which I should mention is December 22nd. They're doing two shows, uh, and, and it's like that in a lot of cities. You know, they're doing a 3.30 show in Pittsburgh. They're doing an 8 o'clock show in Pittsburgh. And then the very next day somewhere else, uh, you know, maybe one, maybe two shows a day. So a very exhausting schedule for a musician. Uh, so we talked to him a little bit about how you, you mentally prepare for the complexity of the music, the length of the performance. If you know you've been to a TSO show in the past, these are not short shows. This isn't a, you know, a 75-minute show. Uh, this is a full-on probably two, three hours uh, show with an intermission in between. Uh, so there's a lot there, and very technical guitar work. This isn't, uh, you know, some stuff he gets to do a lot of improvisation, so you just need to know what key the song is in, and you can wail away on the pentatonic scale. This is pretty precise stuff. So talk to him about how he gets mentally prepared for the show. So without further ado, we'll get into that interview with Joel Hoekstra. And must it leave when you have Christmas 
sank in a single night You know it all had changed Everything is now as it should be I had the ornament, I had the perfect tree I had my string of life, I had a chance to see Everything that my heart thought could be We have Joel Hoekstra on the line from the Trans-Siberian. How are you doing, Joel? I'm doing awesome. Thanks for having me on. But it, it seems like a blink of an eye, and, and we're back to this time of year where, where you guys kind of get the, you know, the locomotive, so to speak, in, in motion. Does it go insanely fast for you? I know you've been busy with Whitesnake and other obligations, but does, does this go as fast for you as it does for the fans? Well, you know, as they say, the uh, the the years are short and the days are long, right? So there's some right. <laughs> sometimes in during travel and some of the things during the course of the year, I feel like this would be the longest days of my life, and then they all of a sudden, in another perspective, I go, man, I blinked and the year went by. So uh, that's it's hard to have an accurate answer, but that's the best I can do. From a performance standpoint, you bring up something about long days, because I know a lot of musicians, and I don't think fans necessarily think about this, but the days can kind of drag, you know, with, with, you know, you're doing a show at seven, maybe a sound check at four, some interviews, but it can be kind of a long day. Does the two show a day, um, you know, with many of the TSO days help you as a musician? Do you enjoy that, or is that a little more stressful? Um, I mean, look, it's a lot of work. I love TSO. It's definitely a labor of love. I'm doing something I love. It's not like I'm, you know, digging ditches or something that I can't stand doing. Sure. I love doing it, but it's hard. It's definitely a labor of love, and the good side is that it makes every other tour you do feel incredibly easy <laughs> in terms of the workload. So usually sure. when I'm out with Whitesnake, you're talking four, maybe 75-minute to 90-minute shows a week. Right. Uh, with TSO, you're talking eight two-hour and 20-minute shows, plus you've got the meet-and-greet afterwards and then the signing line, which are very long. Sure. Do you, um, when you kind of contrast performing with Whitesnake from the standpoint of, you know, when you're with Whitesnake, you're one of, if my math is right, six guys on stage. Um, 
TSO, you're one of an army of people. Do you, do you as a performer do things differently, um, you know, to maybe blend in a little more with the TSO, stand out a little more with White Snake, or is there any thought? Yeah, absolutely, man. Every every gig has its own set of rules, and, and in general, it's always about making everybody else happy. So, mm-hmm. I mean, there's definitely things like with TSO, when a singer's out there, you have to realize that a lot of times our singers only get to sing one or two songs. So the last sure. thing you want to be doing is like hopping around during a rhythm of a, like a verse and upstaging them. Whereas maybe with White Snake, that's almost a little more forgivable because David wants it to be action packed and we're up there the whole show. So, you know, right. if you're, if you're moving around during the verse of slide it in or something like that, he's not going to be offended. Um, whereas with TSO, if it's a singer only getting one song, yeah, you want to make sure that like you just kind of blend in and play your chords and let them, let them carry the crowd for their moment. Is it more challenging for you as a guitarist because of just the sheer volume of music that you're doing in a, a TSO show? You know, to, to remember uh, all the pieces. I would say, well, that's a hard one to answer. I mean, they, they, everything has its own challenges. TSO is very meticulous and uh, very detail-oriented in terms of the way the uh, the music is performed. Uh, where White Snake, mm-hmm. you want it to be a little more raw, a little more raw rock and sure. roll. Uh, so you can sound a little more rough around the edges on White Snake and actually have it sound better that way. You know, as they say, rock and roll is not perfect. But TSO is right. it's its own unique thing. Uh, I would say White Snake, you know, leans a little heavier on me in terms of uh, what I'm capable of technically. Uh, sure. uh, although TSO has its challenges, there's some stuff in there that's really hard to play. Uh, every like I, every gig has its own set of rules and 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 musically that that's the same same as uh in terms of the the stage presence as far as your your natural playing style i mean you in white snake in a lot of cases when we see live you're playing you know maybe a john sykes or steve by whoever you know maybe came before you or tso you're playing you know maybe some al petrelli stuff or whomever recorded it you know, the blues versus maybe a more classical style. Is one of those better suited to your playing style naturally? Not really. I'd have to I'd have to give it a tie because, I mean, I, I, I grew up kind of having elements of everything that TSO has in it in my mm. life. You know, I grew up with classical musicians for parents. So there, that plays a role in, in my, my upbringing. Uh, but my one big true love was hard rock that I discovered, especially sure. in particular 80s hard rock with me growing up. And I was the typical U.S. kid where I discovered White Snake was slided in, and then we all bought the 87 record Ward out and all bought Slip of the Tongue, you know, because to, to, that was the follow-up to the 87 record. Uh, so there, White Snake is focused on the style of music that was my one big true love growing up. Up. But uh, right. TSO has the classical thing and also the theater thing because I've done a lot of rock theater, doing uh, the show Love Janice and doing the show Rock of Ages, and so there are similarities uh, with uh, or uh, between Trans Siberian Orchestra and Broadway. So I feel like somehow uh, I, I fit in both pretty well. I think. Yeah, I think I was the one U.S. kid who went out and bought Saints and Sinners as my second White Snake album. Oh wow! Yeah. Right on. Okay. Yeah, like, I remember listening to Here I Go Again, and like, what did he just say? He said, like, a hobo? 
Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> really jumped out of me. But let me ask you this: Is you know, growing up with classical, how cool was Randy Rhodes to you? I mean, that had to be something that really appealed to you. Yeah, I dug him when I I was young. I uh, the thing is with with Randy Rhodes is I listened to him before I played guitar. Like, you know, my, this is like I'm talking back to me going to up to Musicland at the mall and buying the Blizzard of Oz cassette and taking it home and being blown away more from a, a standpoint of a fan and a listener more than a guitar player, if that makes sense. So it was sure. all about the songs. But I did dig that, like, in those, uh, to me, it was like those Ozzy songs. I heard all those little elements of classical, and to me, that was cool because I could kind of show my parents and go, like, hey, check this out, you know, yeah. when you're listening to Diary of a Madman. And then it goes into the middle section, and he's you know he's basically quoting a Leo Brower etude. Essentially, those chords are off of a they, he kind of ripped those off of a classical piece. Uh, so yeah, that, I mean stuff like that's cool, you know, absolutely. Now, as you get ready for, you guys don't haven't began actual rehearsals for the tour yet, or is that something you guys are already have underway? Oh no, not 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 yet. I I'll get a song list about a month before the first rehearsal, and then the first rehearsal will be uh, well, rehearsal will be about two and a half weeks, and then we'll do the tour. Uh, so I still got a ways to go, man. I got to go down to South America and uh, do almost a month's worth of gigs with Whitesnake. Then I'm going to go to um, Europe and the UK and do it about two weeks with Cher over there, and then I'll go to TSO rehearsals. Yeah, that. Uh... When you're doing the TSO uh, and they give you that song list, how quick, I mean, I know a lot of these songs you, you're playing year in and year out. Some of them, you know, the TSO does a great job of mixing it up with the tour. Is it kind of like riding a bike getting back into the songs or do you have to kind of woodshed it at this point for those? Um, it's It's somewhere in between. I mean, I definitely woodshed it, dude. I woodshed everything. I mean, like, you know, I've played the share set a million times, but when I'm in South America and I'm right about to head to Europe, I'll definitely have played her set probably about 10 times before I go straight in because I'm not going to get to rehearse with the band at all. And I just, you know, you want it to be muscle memory of the highest order where you just go in and know how to play it down and not have any kind of freak out moment or anxiety or anything like that. And and definitely with TSO, same thing, you know, lots of prep. I'm a, I'm a big preparation guy. I think that's really why I get the opportunities I get because people can trust me to come in and know the stuff right out of the gate. Sure. Now, do do any of the acts you, you play with currently like kind of mix a set from night to night? I mean, do you, does David ever say an hour before a show we're gonna we're gonna throw this one and take that one out or? Or, you know, Not the, really. I mean, there's there's sometimes we'll get that like before a sound check where he'll say, hey, can you guys, you know, uh, play this at sound check? And I'll go, oh, man, I haven't played that in a few weeks or a month or whatever. Yeah. You know? But usually if there's anything that's going to happen on a tour, we'll have hit it during rehearsals. So everybody's pretty good about it. TSO, there's been some years where we do the two shows in a day, well, the matinee and an evening, where there's like a song or two that are different, like where we'll swap it out depending if it's a matinee or evening. And and um, but that's as close as it gets to spontaneity with TSO. It's not like somebody's going to call out a song and say, "Hey, let's do this one right while you're on stage." Um, and share that's pretty locked in. I mean, that's a that's yeah. a big operation there. You got dancers and costume changes and all that yeah. stuff. You know, they're not they're not just going to wing one. <laughs> yeah, I, th- I think the world of production and I think video screens in a lot of ways has kind of made that impossible. You know, the amount of work that the you know the set designers the lighting people the videographers 
all that stuff. It's hard to just, you know, we're going to totally do some, make a left turn tonight and do something totally different. Yeah, I've well, yeah, there's no denying that. And I mean, it, none of the gigs I'm talking about are really improv gigs. It's not like right. we're going to be in the middle of still of the night and I'll just kind of break off into a jam. <laughs> I mean, yeah. we're going to we're going to play still of the night, you know? And yeah. uh it, the, the same goes for TSO or for Share. So those they're all kind of play it down gigs. I've had heavy improv gigs in the past. You know, I've been a part of acid jazz bands and played in hip hop bands yeah. or things like that that were a little more like, hey man, you know, let's let's see where let's see where we all go with it, man. You know, but I, right. as it stands, none of these gigs really that that doesn't really fit the bill. Do you um, can you feel a difference in, in like on a matinee show from the audience? You get different energy levels that are you know make it up the stage when you're when you're up there with TSO uh yeah. not really because i think that in general TSO kind of has its own unique uh audience reception i mean people aren't screaming and yelling out of the gate like they are at like a white snake show they're a little more reserved they're usually like seated i mean there's a there's narration to follow in the front half but then there's a, there's moments where they're on their feet going crazy so it's yeah, there's definitely a balance there. Chris Caffrey really does a great job of that uh, with the the East Band understanding when to uh, you know get the audience a little more involved, get them on their feet, get them you know get them to scream and yell. Uh, White Snake, they're just kind of you know a little bit more of that raw animalistic <laughs> yeah you know rock and roll audience. And Cher, boy, talk about a difference. I mean, it's just like a completely different fan base there. You know, there's people who love to dance and things like that there. You know, I mean, it's like yeah. a totally different thing than a White Snake crowd. But uh, that's also been really cool for me, though, because I, I get to step out and and uh, interact with her on a couple of songs towards the end, and I get to uh, play one thing out there on my own and hold the audience while she's doing a wardrobe change. And that sort of really earned me a whole new. Uh, I guess genre fans, so to speak, you know, I've been getting up, hit up on social media by a bunch of people that never heard of me before. Uh, so that's cool. Whereas there is some crossover, I believe, between TSO and Whitesnake and who goes to yeah. those shows. Yeah, the TSO is, is, you know, I still think, you know, I look back at this tour and you've been with them for a very long time now. It never ceases to amaze me, the growth, because I remember, you know, when it first started, I was like, this is kind of a cool little niche thing, but... I never envisioned two shows in an arena every single year in our city, you know, when I first saw what they did. You know, this is a pretty eclectic thing, but it is really tremendous how far it's grown. Uh, you know. Yeah, it's really, it's, you know, Paul O'Neill speaks to his genius, you know, total mad scientist, man. I mean, on paper, you'd go, eh, okay, maybe uh, that might work. And then all of a sudden, I mean, it's just something about it. And yeah. I think, you know, you got to tip your cap to, uh, I, personally, I think it's the production that really carries a whole lot of it. It's just so uh, amazing to look at. And everybody involved that they hire A to Z is is at the top of their game in the in this industry. So you know all the way from our lighting designer Brian Hartley to Dave Whitman, our mixer, and uh, you know all the way down to all the backline techs and uh, all these guys are like uh, the the top of their profession. So uh, it's really well run. You got to look at the fact that Paul O'Neill was not afraid to put a lot of his money back into it. You know he wasn't a greedy yeah. guy in the sense that uh, you know well hey man we're gonna make this much let's keep that money. Look how much money yeah. he dumps into production. 
you know, yeah. and and TSO continues to dump into production, and so that that speaks to itself too. I mean, I think that the dedication to give the fans the best possible show and outdo ourselves every year, um, I think that's really why it is where it is. And and uh, Paul did a lot of really good things in terms of you know offering pre-sale for fans to be able to sit up front and not have that you know the Ticketmaster Gold Circle where it's going to cost them twenty five hundred bucks for a front row seat. Um, right. You know, our fan base gets uh, gets a crack at those, and that's usually who we're playing to is our diehard fans in the front row and that's exactly how we want it yeah and it, it, you know you can't understate you know the, the relationship with PBS and, and charitable organizations you know that it, the goodwill that that you know endears people to the band yeah again I mean of, Paul so, of some of some of Paul's methods in building it were a lot different than like a standard band and you'd say well why would you yeah. do that uh, but I mean, look at you can't argue with the results. I mean, it's it's astounding. And I, I I would tell them, you know, as the years go by, I'm like, this thing's getting more and more special as you're seeing like hard rock bands go into total decline and retire, and they can't draw an audience. Mm-hmm. And and this thing has actually been in growth uh, the last yeah. few years, um, doing the Ghost of Christmas Eve story. So uh, it's really cool to see. It's like, wow, we're thriving, man, you know, and, and yeah. hopefully it'll be around for years to come and I can stay and remain a part of it, you know. Yeah. Well, last question for you before we go. I know you're pressed for time. Any rivalry between the East Troop, West Troop on, you know, crowd sizes, anything like that? Do you guys have any... Yeah, only friendly, man. I mean, we're all on the same team, you know. It's really one big band. Look, we put it together. We put it together all in one place. The, those rehearsals. So uh, we try and make the show. Uh, you know, as similar to each other's as possible. So obviously there's going to be some personal expression between the performers that are going to be different. We're not going to say, hey, you move like this because I'm moving like this or whatever. Yeah. I mean, there's there's nothing that ridiculous about it. But certainly we're picking out the same songs and we're trying to play stuff at the same tempos these days and uh, sure. try, to, try to have shows that don't feel drastically different uh, than each other. Uh, so I... I think we do some of that stuff honestly as like friendly competition inside, but nothing sure. serious. I mean, we love, we all love each other and, and work together and we want Trans Siberian Orchestra to be successful. Awesome. Well, Joe, I want to thank you again. You guys will be rolling in on the 22nd of December, two shows at the PPG Paints Arena. And we want to thank you so much and look forward to more from whites. And I hope we'll see you guys around next summer. Maybe. Awesome. Millions of fans have witnessed the concert experience that launched a one-of-a-kind rock holiday tradition, Trans-Siberian Orchestra. WQED-TV, Columbia Gas of Pennsylvania, Q92.9, 96.9 Bob FM, and Live Nation welcome the all-new Christmas Eve and Other Stories, presented by Hallmark Channel. Two shows, Sunday, December 22nd, 3.30 p.m. and 8 p.m., PPG Paints Arena, the power of rock combined with the majesty of classical. Tickets on sale Friday at 10 a.m. at Ticketmaster.com, LiveNation.com, or the PPG Paints Arena box office. Two shows, Sunday, December 22nd, PPG Paints Arena. Don't miss Trans-Siberian Orchestras. All new Christmas Eve and other stories live. All right, a very special thank you to Mr. Joel Hoekstra again. You can catch him on the road with the Trans-Siberian Orchestra. 
that tour is kicking off. Uh, actually, they'll be going in for rehearsals very soon for that show, and then it'll be kicking off. It'll be in Pittsburgh on December 22nd. Two shows. There's 3.30, which I know the tickets are selling very fast for, uh, and then an 8 o'clock show. Um, you can check that out. They will be doing this year, for those of you who may have seen them in the past, you know that every year they kind of mix it up. They'll be doing Christmas Eve and Other Stories, uh, which was a triple platinum album uh, put together, obviously, by Paul O'Neill. Uh, the show will include, obviously, Christmas Eve, Sarajevo, 1224, um, Christmas Canon, uh, Promises to Keep, This Christmas Day, um, really all the, you know, the songs you know and love from the Trans-Siberian Orchestra. Also, um, money from every single ticket sold will go towards charity. Um, they've raised millions of dollars doing this. Uh, the tour, as I mentioned at the top of the show, 66 cities, but 109 concerts. Now, there's an East and a West troupe, uh, as we talk about in the interview. Uh, Joel is on the West Coast, so we will not, unfortunately, be seeing him in Pittsburgh. But I know anybody who's been to a TSO show knows we get the great uh, Chris Caffery um, sabotage um, on, on the show. So it'll be uh, certainly awesome to see him again. But uh, imagine 66 cities, 109 shows in the span of... Uh, you know, the month of November and December. That's a very heavy, you know, 50-plus shows if you split it right down the middle between East and West. So that's certainly a uh, hectic tour schedule um, this time of year. So I want to thank you for listening. Again, check them out at Trans-Siberian Orchestra. I'm sorry, just Trans-Siberian. That's Trans-Siberian if you're getting on that computer right now dot com for information on all the tour dates because I'm sure if you live in the United States or coming to your town, uh, you can visit us at ironcityrocks at gmail.com our website ironcityrocks.com we are on all the social medias uh, we're on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, uh, Snapchat are all Iron City Rocks so check us out I want to thank you for listening drop us an email hit us on the contact link on one of the pages let us know what you like about the show, what you don't like about the show, people you might be interested in seeing, people you'd like to see less of. Let us know. We appreciate any and all feedback. So until next time, thanks for listening. <laughs>